Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. Good morning, good morning. What a glorious rainy day, huh? I didn't even know it was raining until I got here early this morning and I, the first service, it was pouring the rain down. It was crazy. But we are so excited that you're here, just like Pastor Luke said, to, to be in the house of the Lord. You will flourish. And so this morning, the Lord wants to flourish you. He wants to speak to you. And I love it because he specifically knew that each and every one of you needed to be in this room this morning. He knew that you needed to hear from him in the word of God. And I think that that's so special. So, you know, we just got done with Thanksgiving and I I pray that you guys had a blessed Thanksgiving with family and friends and you got to eat a lot of food. I hear the debate is the favorite food is, is mashed potatoes. Is that right? Yeah, with butter, like the butter and yeah, or maybe like stuffing. Is anybody a stuffing fan? It keeps going down and down. What about deviled eggs? Okay, we have some deviled egg fans in here, okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is such, such a, just a fun time just to, to be with family and friends and, and get to eat lots of food and all kinds of stuff. But truly, we have so much to be thankful for, amen? Um, and when you say amen, really believe that we do have a lot to be thankful for. And you, you think about your life, you think about your situation, and you think about your relationship with the Lord, and we can begin to even list the things that, that God has done in our lives and the ways that we can be thankful. And so we have to be careful, though, that our list of requests does not become longer than our list of, list of thanksgiving to the Lord. Because it's important to know that in our situation and in, in everything in our life that we are to give thanks to the Lord. And so that's us personally, but I want us to think about just our church here at Center Branch. Do you realize how anointed this church is? God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of you that you are a member of this church. And we have so much to be thankful for. We have uh, the amazing lead pastors, Luke and Beth, who, who have prayed and, and, and envisioned the, the mission of this church, which is connecting people to the newness of life found only in Jesus Christ. And so how thankful we need to be that we're a part of a church that sees people come to know Jesus. You know, there's a lot of churches out there right now that probably don't even give a salvation call. But every single Sunday, we see multiple people come to know Jesus, and that's something we should be thankful for. And if you think about it, we can even begin to list so many many things within our church to be thankful for. All the different things he's doing in us personally in our relationship with the Lord, but also just with the events that are happening that are not just events on the calendar. They're, they're life-changing experiences where people are, their, their lives are literally changed. And so I want to think back even for, for the last couple of months to be thankful. We had something called Celebration Sunday, and we didn't just put it on the calendar and say, let's celebrate and have confetti. It was an important day that we came together and we were able to see so many people baptized. Remember, it was right over there. It's just one after another baptized and, and then babies dedicated to the Lord, families being restored. 
We also got to see new members of the church that were invited to be a part of our church. Do you realize that we're a part of a growing church? God is multiplying and blessing us and we have so much to be thankful for. And so uh, another way that we can be thankful here at Center Branch as well is we just got done, last week we closed out a series called The Blessed Life. And um, what a, what a blessing that, that that series was, that we can be thankful that we have an opportunity to hear from the heart of our pastor what the word of God has to say about generosity, that has to say about giving, that, that not only it's just said once in a sermon, that we got to, to dive into the word of God and look and see how God can challenge us to be people who give. Do you realize that, that we said this multiple times, but I want to say it again, that God wants to bless you. He wants to do a mighty work in your life. And so we got to see a lot of that unfold as last week, just like Pastor Luke said, we were able to give with our extravagant offering and um, giving to the Lord with our year-end giving. And I am so excited that there's about to be even more thanksgiving to the Lord because there's going to be testimony after testimony because people were spirit-led givers. There's an importance to know that when your spirit led to give, the word of God says when you're obedient, blessings will come upon your life. So it's, it's gonna be an amazing year. When, when, we, when we put the word of God first, um, and I even challenge you to go back and look at your notes that from every single message that we went through. Because in that time when you wrote those notes, that was a divine appointment from the word of God to you that you wrote down. So when you go back and you look at what you wrote down, he's speaking to you again. He's reminding you of the truth that he wants you to apply in your life. And so last um, week, Pastor Lou closed out our, our Blessed Life series And he said something that I want to elaborate on um, that was so good. He said, we have to keep our hearts thankful. Everything good comes from him. And so it's so true. Everything good comes from God. And we have to be careful that we don't go away from that. That helps us to know that we have to be thankful because, you know, I have to remind myself every single day, and I say it quite often every time I'm just praying to the Lord, that apart from you, God, I can do nothing. I can do nothing. I am nothing. I have nothing apart from God. And so it's important for us to realize that we need him. We need him in every area of our lives. So I wanna segue into what I wanna talk about this morning. Uh, I wanna talk about um, thanksgiving and gratitude and praise. That it's a very important discipline that we need to have in our lives. And you know, it's easy to think, you know, insert sermon thankfulness series here because it's right after Thanksgiving. But the, the reality is that I want, One of the things that I wanted to to challenge you to go into today is this wouldn't just be a, a message after Thanksgiving, that it would be the word of God would change your life that the word of God would, would show you um, insights to this, this, um, this, this principle, this discipline that, that we can begin to even go up in our level in our relationship with the Lord. And so um, I, I wanted to, to talk about giving thanks to God and, and 
do you realize that giving thanks to God is very important? Amen. You can say amen all you want, but if you, you really think about it, it, it it's, it, okay, I'm just gonna say amen to that because it sounds good, but it's, it's true. That thankfulness and gratitude and praise are very, very important when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. And, and we see this, you know, I, I wanted to kind of bring out the scripture to show you the importance, because I can say it, but in, in the Old Testament, in uh, the, kind of near the end of Nehemiah, um, where, you know, they're, the, they're dedicating the Jerusalem wall and that whole story. If you look at Nehemiah chapter 12, at the end of that chapter, there were people whose jobs were literally to give thanks. And so I, I, I think about that and, you know, it, it's so crazy because it says in verse eight, there were a group of men and I was gonna try and say their names and sound all impressive, but I'm not because I'm gonna butcher it. So there was a bunch of men that did da 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 and they all had the job of giving thanks to God. That was their full-time job in that time. And so, you know, you think about it, it's kind of funny, like, oh, you know, Christina, so what do you do for a living? I give thanks. Yeah. Well, you give thanks? Yeah. I, I give thanks to God. That's, that's what I do for a full-time job. And it's, it's silly to think about, but it's actually in the word of God and it's true. And it should be the utmost importance of our lives as well because God shows us even in the Old Testament that giving thanks to God is very important. He holds it to high regard. And the way that we live our life is, is very important to give thanks. So this morning I wanna talk to you if you're writing notes and I encourage you to because it's specifically for the timing that God has for you is the discipline of thankfulness. So Father, I thank you for every person in this room and I pray right now that your word would speak to them, that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but we would be doers of the word. So in the name of Jesus, I ask you to make these scriptures alive in our heart, that as we begin to understand the discipline of thanksgiving and praise, that Father, mighty things would happen in every life this morning. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. So the discipline of, of thankfulness or thanksgiving. And so there's two types of disciplines in our lives. There's earthly disciplines and then there's spiritual disciplines. They're very different. So let me start off with, with the earthly discipline. So earthly discipline is something that becomes second nature to you. You know, you, it becomes a habit that you do. You take a lot of time and effort to make sure that you do this discipline on a daily basis or, or get better at it. And it becomes something that, that is just second nature to you. So for example, the discipline of, let's say, brushing your teeth every day. So if y'all didn't brush your teeth, that's nasty and you need to brush your teeth. So, uh, but it's a discipline that we get up every morning, you know, you usually go and you brush your teeth, it's a discipline. Um, another d discipline too is maybe, you know, every morning making your bed. Some of you are nudging the person beside you like, eh, your spouse like, you need to make the bed. But it's important for us, you know, in our earthly disciplines to, to, to realize what we're gonna put effort into to make it a habit. Some of the other things that, uh, that are earthly disciplines are eating healthy. 
that's very hard sometimes, right? Because we love food. But hey, it's a discipline that we need to, 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 to do in our lives if we wanna become healthier. And also exercise, can, the list can go on and on of all the different earthly disciplines. But what I wanna talk to you about today with the discipline of thanksgiving is this is a spiritual discipline that we need to allow the Lord to help us to understand as we draw closer to him. And so the spiritual discipline is something supernatural that God builds into your life. That as we become so focused on him, we become more like him. So that's that spiritual discipline, that supernatural building that God, as we spend time with him, he starts, uh, you know, his nature becomes our nature. And it's very important for us to grasp that in our relationship with the Lord, everybody, here's the deal. We, we can strive all we want. It's not a matter of striving. It's a matter of that, that spiritual discipline of knowing that, that God has everything that we need and he's the one that's doing the work, amen? So I want us to turn uh, to 1 Thessalonians chapter five, and this is a passage you've probably heard a lot um, throughout your, your walk with the Lord, and if you haven't surprised, you're gonna hear it today. So you're gonna turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter five, and we're gonna look at verses 16 through 18. Now, you're gonna look at this, this passage and be like, wow, these are really short verses and I'm gonna move on. I challenge you not to. They're very short verses with a lot of power behind it. Not because I'm up here speaking it, because it's God's word. Just because it's a smaller verse, do not take it out of context that God has specific words for you and we need to live by it. So. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, we're gonna read this. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And so like I said, this is, is, is a powerful passage if we allow um, the Holy Spirit to speak to us through this. And we look that, that this is Paul's writing to the church of Thessalonica. And so we see here that this is actually Paul's final advice to this church. So we see that he ends with the, 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 the challenging to this church of living a life of thanksgiving in all circumstances. But if you look a couple pages further in 1 Thessalonians, the first start, the greetings from Paul in this letter, he also starts with thanksgiving as well. Look at verse two. He says, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. So Paul starts with a thankful heart and he ends with a thankful heart. And I love that because Paul shows us the discipline of thanksgiving. How do we know that? Because we see it all through scripture. I, I know that I told you an Old Testament story and there's a lot more in there, but in the New Testament, you see that Paul lived a life of, of discipline the way that he thanked the Lord. In the scriptures, he goes over and over again and in the different letters to the churches about the importance of giving thanks to the Lord, to giving praise to the Lord. And he keeps reiterating that over and over again. And if you look in, in Colossians, um, it says seven times in that book, he encourages the believers um, to give thanks to God the Father. 
And so if you wanna fact check me, then you gotta read the word of God. So get in that Bible, okay? And you can look and see, it's awesome. Look through the New Testament to see all the ways that Paul would constantly bring up thanksgiving to the Father. And so not only do we see this in the the scripture and we see this in the writings, we see this as he lived out his life as well in his different situations and and environments in his life. And I think that's so important because I've said it a couple of times today, so somebody needs to to hear it, that that we need to be hearers of the word and not doers. And, And Paul knew that. He knew that, that, that just because he was writing these letters to the church didn't mean that he got off free and just could do whatever he wanted. He had to apply the things that the Lord was telling him to do. And we see that he lived the life of discipline of thanksgiving in every situation in his life. And so one of the, the examples is the example in Acts with Paul and Silas. Most of you know that story. It's a very popular one. You may have heard even when you were younger, but um, that story has power behind it because Paul understood that Thanksgiving was very important in that situation. So Paul, Paul and Silas are in prison. This is giving you a short synopsis because I'm gonna come back to it. And then they they start praising and thanking the Lord and we'll get back to that story a little bit later. But this morning, I want to give you four different keys to develop a discipline of thanksgiving. And so I I, I just really ask that the Lord speaks to you and that that everybody begins to, to say, okay, Father, speak to me in this time. What are some areas in my life that I need to become a person of that spirit spiritual discipline and really focus on you and what it means to be a person who gives glory and thanks to the Lord. So the first um, key is it is God's will that we be thankful. It's God's will that we be thankful. So, um, you know, I work a lot with with young adults, and so this is a a common thing that they bring up a lot, is, you know, what is God's will for my life? You know, what does he want me to do? And maybe you're here this morning, and and that's that's valid. Maybe you're asking the same question, and you're not a young adult. You know, what what is God's will for my life? What does he want me to do? What future does he, does he have for me? And we all know that, that, that we can agree, and I hope that, that if you haven't heard this, that you can come on board with us, is that the mission and vision that God has for us is that we love Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, love other people, and, and live out the Great Commission, right? We wanna see people come to know Jesus, amen? If you're quiet, then you need to be on board with that because the Great Commission says not that we have a choice to see other people come to know Jesus, it's a command. And he calls us to, to go into all the world and preach the gospel and see people come to know him. So that is the will of God. But when it comes to the will of God concerning our life, this scripture usually doesn't come to mind, right? And so it says in 1 Thessalonians, go back, it says in verse 18, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. For this is God's will for you. So, you know, it's important for us as we study the word of God, not to just look at a passage and then move on. 
It's important for us to meditate on the word of God. And that's another spiritual discipline that you can begin to allow the Lord to encourage you as you spend time in prayer, you spend time in the word of God, that you're, 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 you're so engulfed in the scripture that you're, you're looking at it different ways and asking God to speak to you. So let's look at it in a different way. So let's look at it switched around a little bit. Concerning you, and sometimes you gotta put your name into the scripture. So concerning me, Christina, if, if I'm in Christ, which how many of you can raise your hand and say that you are in Christ? So concerning you, if you are in, in Christ Jesus, God's will for you is to be thankful in all circumstances. It's God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. And I love that because I know that, that, that I can trust God, that he, he has my best interest in mind. And he knows it's important for me to understand the, the will of God concerning my life is that I need to be thankful. He knows that I need to make that a discipline in my life to see a mighty work fulfilled in my life, which leads me to my second point, which is, be thankful in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Did you catch that? There's a big difference between in and all. And I need you to grasp this for a minute because it would be foolish of me or for you to say, you know, thank you, God, so much for this horrible you know, health diagnosis. I thank you, Lord. Or, or that my loved one has a, had, had something come up and it's awful and it's not of the Lord. Thank you for that. that that's for that. Or, or, or you know, maybe you, you say, thank you, for, Lord, for this broken relationship and, and all these things that the enemy tries to, to to pull at me, that's being thankful for a circumstance or a situation. But it's important to know that the scripture says to be thankful in every circumstance. And I, I love that because we are seeking God to be glorified in it. Don't, don't turn it around. Because the reality is when we're in a situation, we're in a circumstance, we're in something that, 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 that may be a little bit more difficult that has come upon us, that there's a purpose behind that, that God gets all the glory. He gets all the praise. I wanna read to you in, in John 16, 33. And it's important to know who's talking in scripture, right? You don't just read scripture and just be like, who cares, who's talking? This is important, Jesus is talking. So he says to us, John 16, 33, and this is, there goes my water, awesome. Um, there goes, there it goes, okay, awesome. Um, it says in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. When I was praying about this message, I felt a stirring within me about uh, just knowing that people here this morning need to know that you can have peace. You know, I've talked to a few people that, that have said like the holidays, you know, it's, it's really hard when it becomes the holidays. And do you realize that God is the one that brings you peace? And it goes on to say in the world, you will have tribulation. In the NLT, it says trials and sorrows, but take heart. Don't you love that we serve a God that says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. 
Nothing is too big for God. Nothing God cannot switch around. There's nothing that he can't do to defeat what the enemy has tried to come at you. So we are not thankful that we're for the tribulation or the hard times, or even maybe some some situations that we're confused about or we don't have direction in. Not for that, but we're thankful in the situation or whatever we're going through because we know that God is gonna be glorified on the outcome. We know that he is God. We know that we serve a mighty God and it's important for us to understand that God wants our life to be disciplined when it comes to thanksgiving and praise within in every circumstance. In all circumstances, no matter if it's good, no matter if it's rough, no matter if it's a trial, whatever it is, God is commanding us to be thankful in this moment and thankful in circumstances, good or bad. Because I, you know, I don't know where everybody's at. Maybe some people are doing awesome, but that is fantastic. Maybe some people are really going through some things. You know what? It, 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 in this, the scripture tells us exactly what we need to do. We need to be thankful. We need to give God praise. And when we're thankful, number one, I need you to understand this, that he cares for you. The scripture says that to cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. Think about that for a minute. That that means the God of the universe knows every detail about our life every single detail about our situation, what's about to come, what's about to happen, he cares so much for you that that we can cast our cares, our concerns, everything that we're going through in that circumstance on him. And what a beautiful story of restoration that we don't have to carry those burdens. We don't have to carry some of those things that we're dealing with on our own. And then it goes in to say that we can be thankful because that's when we focus on him. Through whatever circumstance you're going through, when you're in that situation, that it's as we begin to thank God that our focus is not In the circumstance, it's on God. And it's, you know, even just within this last week, I I had something come up and it was just silly. It was just one of those things that got to my head and I was just going through it a little bit and just debating back and forth with the Lord. And you know what I began to do? I just began to to seek the Lord and and just begin to thank him, you know, because he is good, he's a good God to me. And I began to thank him for all his good things that he's doing in my life. And you know that when we focus on God, that he gives us the answers that we need that he's the one that gives us the solution to the problem. He's the one that gives us just the, the, the blueprint to what we're supposed to do in situations where we're not, we're not sure. And maybe it's, you know, for me, I, I started praising the Lord and you know what? He began, as I focused on the Lord, he began to give me the right conversation that I needed to have with that person. And, and, and I love it because our focus isn't on the, the, the situation, it's on God. And that's when he begins to reveal himself and that's where he's glorified. And mighty things can happen when your, your focus shifts. You know, I was, I was praying and I was like, how do, I, how do I get people to understand this with an example or, or whatever? And I felt like he just said, I just need you to show them with your hands. So, so 
What we need to do, amen, is when we're in a circumstance or a situation, all of the above, good, bad, ugly, between all of that, is that, that we do not focus on the circumstance or the situation or the confusion or whatever is going on in your life. All we need to do is we begin to shift our focus on the Lord. Did you see when I pointed my hands up, it, it, it was to the Lord. Instead of looking down in the situation where we could be so confused and, and trying to handle things on our own and, and figure things out, when really, when I begin to thank God and praise him, my focus doesn't become on myself. My focus doesn't become on the situation, big or small. My situation, or my, my focus begins to shift on the Lord because he's, you know, and then when you begin to do that, you just start praising him, right? You begin to meditate magnify his name, that he's strong, he's mighty, he's able to do above and beyond anything that we can imagine or comprehend. And it's, it, it's important for us to know that our focus has to be on him, amen? You guys are quiet. This is life-changing for me, so I don't know about you. Um, number three is the key to, to the disciplined uh, life of thanksgiving is thanks, thankfulness helps us bypass our negative emotions, and um, this one is hard. And some of you are probably like, I hate this part. All right, well, we're gonna get into it, emotions, okay? So what I wanna to talk about is that sometimes situations happen in our lives and it, it, can, it can be hard and there's a lot of emotions that come with that. And I don't wanna downplay anybody's situation, but I do know that when we give thanks to the Lord, it helps us to bypass those earthly emotions. Some of, some of you may be here and you're like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a deep feeler, I feel a lot of things. Or maybe some of you are here and you're like, you know, I don't really feel deeply or that kind of thing. Well, we're all flesh. We're all human and we go through things sometimes and we do feel deeply about things. But it's important to know that we cannot be driven by our emotions. Sometimes our emotions get us in places that are not focused on the Lord and don't get us to a place that, that works out very well. We have to know that when we give thanksgiving to the Lord, that he is the one that when we, 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 we thank him, he builds that into our lives. And that is, is God's will for us. You know, when we get out of line with that, that's a dangerous place to be in, no matter what your situation is. Let's look back to 1 Thessalonians 5. And um, the, the, the scripture is, is verse six. It says, always be joyful. So this goes along that, that God knew that we needed to, to know this verse along with thankfulness because we have to, we have to be spirit-led in certain situations to, to, to live a life of joy. And, um, you know, uh, whatever situation you might be going through, you might be saying, Christina, it's really hard for me to be joyful. You have no idea what, what I've been through, the things that I've gone through. It's been, it's been a tough season. Well, that's why the joy of the Lord, it's a choice. We have a choice. That's when you hear people say, choose joy. It's a choice. That if we're gonna live a life of joy and thanksgiving to the Lord, it's important for us to focus the needs to be on God, not on how we feel. 
And that is the way we start through thankfulness. And you know, I wanna look at somebody in the Bible, David. David was somebody who had a lot of emotions, right? We look in Psalms and we know that, um, you know, he was going through a lot, you know, just people trying to kill him and all kinds of stuff. And we look at Psalms and in the, the, the songs that he sings in the scriptures, he's constantly thanking God in the midst of all that. We look at scriptures and, and through all his ups and downs, he always comes back to God. Let's, let's read a couple scriptures, Psalms 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So when we enter with thanksgiving, we begin to draw close to the Lord. You know, every single time that you come into this church or come into this sanctuary, you know what we need to begin to do? To do? Give thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. Begin to magnify his name because when that happens, he, the Lord begins to speak. He begins to do a mighty work in our life. And David understood that. Another passage is Psalm 95 too. It says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving ushers in the presence of God. How many of you want to be in the presence of God? You want to experience, experience him in a new way. You want your life to be completely changed. Well, you have access to that right now just by praising and thanking the Lord. You know, don't take this lightly because, you know, we can just say, thank you, Lord, and move on. Get detailed with your thankfulness to the Lord. You know, begin to exalt his name because the presence of God starts to reveal things to you. Psalms 22.3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. So inhabits means rest in or dwells within. And so the presence of God, when, when we begin to give praise and thanks to God, it dwells within us and gives us the wisdom that we need, gives us the answers. You know, and I'm praying for each and every one of you because I don't, there might be some of you that, that do need answers. I felt that very strongly when I was praying that, that, that certain situations in our life come up and we need the exact, uh, just the exact, I keep thinking of like a blueprint. We just need a, we need the blueprint. We need God to give us the right direction to go in when and how and, and all the things. Well, maybe you need to activate that thanksgiving and praise. Maybe that's the key to the breakthrough that you need to see in your life. Amen. So I, I want to, uh, my, my last point um, before I close that is um, just never stop praying. Um, that's the second scripture in that passage that I talked about. It's really simple. Don't stop praying. Everything that you do, constantly be in communication with the Lord. That's what brings deliverance. That's what brings healing. That's what brings everything that you need. Key number four, and this one you should get ready to jump up and down about because it's amazing. Key number four is the discipline of thankfulness, that it defeats the enemy and activates boldness to see the kingdom advance. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16. We're back to Acts. Here we are. Woo! Love Acts. Acts chapter 16, and... I wanna read verses 25 through 34, and this is the, the story that I told you that I was gonna come back to, that we see Paul's life of discipline. And so, um, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, it says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. 
And the other prisoners were listening and suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, do not kill yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Verse 30, then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. Even at the hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. And he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. So here they were in this, let me just walk you through again, exactly what we're going through. Here they are in this terrible situation. You know, Paul and Silas are in prison. I've never been to prison before, but it's, bad. You know, they're chained up, they're bound, they're, 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 it's probably dark and dungy and, and just, a, just a bad situation. So the way that they respond is they start thanking and praising the Lord. And what happens, what we talked about, it, it, the focus began to be on the Lord, not the situation. And because of that, that power of God, it, the earthquake happened, broke the chains, and they were set free. So it doesn't just end there where the the redemption happens and the the freedom and all the things that God wants to do, because he's about to do that in your life too. But it ends with an even greater miracle in the will of God is that people were saved. Many people were saved actually. And and it's so amazing to know that the word of the Lord can bring people to a place of salvation. Do you realize that when you begin to thank and praise the Lord, that it, bring, that it can bring people to the knowing of Jesus Christ? It can bring people, you, you can literally grab people from the pits of hell and bring them to a place where they give their lives to Jesus and they're eternally saved. Not just, you, you gotta think about that. that. That thanksgiving and praise was able to activate the deliverance of God, but so many people saw the work of the Lord that they were saved. Do you know how many times it says in the scripture, if you look back, it says not just the jailers and the people there were saved, that the entire household was saved. How many of you wanna see your entire household saved? How many of you want to see your city saved? How many of you wanna see your family that you've been praying for so deeply and want to see come to know Jesus and, and all the people around here as a church, then maybe we need to be a church that gives praise to God more. Maybe we need to be a church that, that begins to thank the Lord to another level that brings that activation that begins to, to do a work in our, in our lives and see people come to know him. It's important for us to understand this. And, and so I want to look because it, you know, your heart of thanksgiving and praise can activate that boldness. Um, I didn't say this in the first service because I, I forgot about it. But um, so a couple days ago, I just turned 33. And um, one of the things I like to do for my birthday is like 
a few weeks beforehand, I like to spend some time with the Lord and just pray about what my upcoming year looks like and, and just some desires that I have. And I start to pray and just thank the Lord for what he's done and what he's about to do. And um, I, I think it was like about, whenever I did that a while back, I, I, I suddenly got this, this, um, this passion to, I was like, oh, I'm turning 33, that's kinda old. And then I was like, um, and then I was like, oh my goodness, what if this year I won 30, 33 people to the Lord? And I started thinking, and I was like, maybe I could do an outreach with, with Seesaw, and that would be like my little desire, you know, and I would see 33 people or, or you know, more than that to come to, to know the Lord. Um, but then I remember, on my birthday, you know, I was just journaling again. And you know how you kind of go back and forth, and you're like, oh, I don't really know if that's gonna happen or anything like that. And um, you know, I just begin to thank God for all the things that he did in my life within this last year. And you know what started to happen? That boldness started to, to, dwell, to dwell up within me. And you're like, no, I, you know, I am going to see 33 people one to the Lord this year. Actually, more than that. And, and whatever I need to do, Father, I actively that in the name of Jesus to see many people come to know the Lord. I challenge you this morning to start thanking God and making and writing down things that you want to do, some desires of your heart, some goals that you wanna set in order to see the kingdom of God won for him. And it starts with thanksgiving and praise. Um, a great way to help you in seeing people come to know the Lord is that they're gonna see the fruit of your thankfulness. They're gonna see the fruit of your thankfulness. And I, I wanna look at this scripture in Psalm 103. If you'll actually just go ahead and turn with me there. I want you to look at this. Starting in verse one, it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. There he goes again, starting with the praise of the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. Don't ever forget the good things that God has done for you. That's why he tells us to put things into remembrance. Verse three, he forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And so it shows how great God is when we get detailed with our thanksgiving to the Lord that we can't keep quiet about it. Think about that in your life for a minute, to winning people to the Lord, that you can't keep quiet about all the good things that God has done in your life. You know, just think about winning somebody to the Lord because of your testimony of your healing. You can say, somebody comes up to you, hey, I, I know that you were sick a while back, but it looks like you're doing great. And you can say, yes, the Lord has been good to me. He's healed all my diseases. He's healed me. He's begun to do a work in my life. And, and that can activate the to a loving relationship with the Lord. You think about even just the scripture says you, your youth is renewed, like the eagle's wings. And you know, hey, you, you, know, you keep aging, but you keep looking younger and younger. Hallelujah, that we get to live by the word of God that says that's a testimony and a fruit for my life that, that, that I, as I, as, as I 
begin to activate my understanding of the word of God and all the things that he's done in my life, one thing after another, that fruit is able to draw people to the presence of God, draw people to a loving relationship with him to see many people one for Jesus. So I want to end with this uh, scripture and I want you to turn with me to John chapter 11. And um, this, this passage will change your life in Jesus' name. I wanted to end with this story because many of you know this story. Um, this is a story where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Powerful passage. And um, I, I wanted you to turn there because I actually want you to go ahead and read it all tonight during your connect group or, or whenever you have time because I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But I am gonna give you... Um, just an overview of what happened in this story. And the worship team is gonna come up as well. And um, so what, what happens in this passage is that Jesus gets the word that Lazarus is sick. And Lazarus was not just somebody, Lazarus was Jesus's friend. And the scripture says that, that Lazarus loved his, this family. How many of you can, you, you know that you have a friend or somebody or, or, or a group of people, a family that you really love? Jesus, he felt very deeply for this family. And so, you know, he got word that he was sick and he knew that in this situation, no matter how much he loved Lazarus and that their family, he needed God to be glorified in this situation. So you know what he does? He, he gets word of it and he, he waits for a few days before going back and Lazarus dies. And so he's waiting and so he goes to Lazarus, but it's too late. He's been dead for four days. So think about this for a minute. Here Jesus is, he's coming when, when Lazarus is dead and he's entering into this chaotic situation. He, he's entering in and he, he knows that the timing of everything was right because he wanted the Lord to be glorified, but can you imagine what was all happening in the midst of that? So, you know, he, he, he goes and, you know, Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, they're distraught. And they're upset, their brother has died, they're confused. You know, Jesus, you've healed so many people, why couldn't you heal your friend? That you love us so much, they're just, they're in awe. Then it goes on to say that there were mourners. And then back in those days, that mourning wasn't just a few people, it was a multitude of people who would literally come and mourn. They would come and weep for the situation. So imagine that as well. So he's having these deep interactions with the sisters. Jesus is having just all these different situations and the mourners and dealing with all that. And he's, he's beginning to, to try and build their faith in the middle of it. And so then he goes to the tomb. And then, you know, there's people making accusations once again. Jesus, you know, you did all these miracles. You healed all these people. Why couldn't you do this for him? And the scripture says that he was overcome 
with emotions and then just like the shortest scripture, he wept. And in the Amplified, it actually says in verse 33, he was deeply moved to the point of anger at the sorrow that was caused by death. So the enemy had come to rob that family. So he was upset. He knew that the enemy took Lazarus' life and, and he was in that moment, in that circumstance, in that situation, in the midst of it all. Here's Jesus. And it's important to know that we need to be like Jesus in the way that he responds in this story. In the midst of of everything going on, he responds like this in verse 41. And he prays. And he says, first thing he says is, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you hear me and you always hear me. So in the midst of all of this, he starts and responds with, Father, I thank you. And it doesn't just end there. He's a good God. He he knows that, that the focus needed to be on Jesus. He knew that the praise needed to be to him, which gave him in his humanity, the power to say, Lazarus, come forth. And a miracle happened that day. Lazarus came out of the tomb after four days of being completely dead and was, was healed. The result of that didn't just stop with the deliverance of and the healing of Lazarus. It was that many people came to know Jesus. The word went out, many people came to know Jesus. And you know where it started? Father, I thank you. Stand to your feet with me. I just want you to begin to lift your hands to the Lord. Father, speak to us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't, I don't know where everybody's at this morning, but you know exactly what God is doing in your life, the, the situations you're going through, the circumstances, the, the, the things that have come up. And I just want you to, th- to think about it in the aspect of this story that maybe some of you here this morning are, are, are going through you know, a death of relationship. Maybe your, your marriage is, is falling apart or it's been really hard or maybe there's a death of a job, you're trying to figure out a situation and, and things haven't gone your way. Or, or maybe you're dealing with, with, with sin, repeating sin over and over again or, or, or whatever. You need wisdom, you need discernment, all of the above. And maybe you're wrapped up and some of you are here and you're feeling, you know, feeling depressed, you're feeling sad, you're feeling overwhelmed with all these emotions of anger and hurt and bitterness. First of all, we serve a God 
that when we bring thanksgiving and praise to God, there can be breakthrough in every situation. People can be redeemed in every situation. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.